0: That's the real reason that nobody gets to know our real identities, (laughs) because I'm obviously a monster.
1: Yeah, no one will ever want to marry you if they listen to the podcast. (laughs) Hi, I'm Big.
0: And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And
1: you're listening to The Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in
0: Asia. Mm-hmm. So
1: what are we talking about today, White?
0: Today we are talking about very special things that you might experience if you are specifically an expat living in Nepal. This is not every expat's experience it is not every person in Nepal's experience (laughs) but if you're an expat in Nepal you know what I mean you got me are you with me yeah this might be your experience
1: you should add five more disclaimers (laughs) yeah
0: cool so like (laughs) if this isn't your experience then like don't get mad at us you know what I'm saying that's all that I'm saying Okay, we're
1: good to go. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, we are going to talk about some things that we have experienced in transitioning to life as an expat in Kathmandu, in Nepal. And we think they're pretty funny, and we think ourselves are pretty funny, so we hope you think it's funny, too.
0: Yeah, I feel like even if you're not an expat living in Nepal, then... You should still keep listening if you are still (laughs) listening because, as always, we think we're really funny. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. (laughs) And you might have some of this experience, too, if you're an expat in another, like, Asian country or, I don't know, even other places. Let us know if there's some overlap. That would be amazing. True.
0: Yeah, we will talk about it on one of our next episodes. But before we get into all of that big i want to know how your week has been what have you been doing
1: wow i'm so excited for this week that i've had and i hope i have a lot more weeks like it because i did pretty much nothing yes (laughs) this is kind of the like unglamorous side of traveling and being an expat i guess (laughs) it's like you get weirdly tired Like, I feel like, you know, this is not the part that you like post on Instagram. <laughs> I'm always like, mm, I went, you know, I did a road trip. I went to Germany for a conference
0: but. <laughs> Hit on another train in Europe. Just another day in the life.
1: <laughs> exactly. But then I come back and I'm like. Oh my gosh! I have experienced eight cultures in the last two weeks, and I haven't rested significantly for two years. And oh. I'm just gonna lay in bed for a whole week now.
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds like such a good freaking use of time.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm pretty bad at resting. Not gonna lie. Um, I still end up doing like multiple things at once. <laughs> I was sick in bed, like I could hardly leave my bed, and I was listening to an audiobook and playing a game on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I've been reading a bunch, which has been amazing. I watched Mm. all of season two of The Orville, which is basically taken over from Star Trek because Star Trek sucks now. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I read a book about uh, an alternate history, like if Israel had never become a country and Jews had to live all over the world and if they lived in Alaska, and it's like a gritty detective novel where everyone speaks Yiddish. That sounds amazing. <laughs> one of my favorite books. It's called The Yiddish Policeman's Union. Oh my gosh. If you like uh Yiddish accents and you like gritty detective novels, this book is for you. Eight <laughs> plus <What> a
0: perfect <laughs> mashup. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. I started a Stephen King novel. I'm reading a book called Rule Makers Rule Breakers. Mm-hmm. And it's like a a way of understanding different cultures based on tight and loose. So tight cultures have a lot of rules and restrictions and loose cultures are very free and open. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's really interesting too. So I can start a big and white book club now because that's literally all I've done. Yes, on days uh, where I don't feel so tired, I'll take like a two mile walk. Mm-hmm. And then on days when I am tired, I just stay in the house all day. And <laughs> that's all I've been doing. And I feel a little bit bad because I'm like, well, I'm here in Portland to see people. And, you know, I should start calling people and hanging out. But then I also don't feel bad at all because I really need this. And it feels so good.
0: I mean, it's all going to be worth it if we have a big and white book club. Which is ultimately like our dream that we haven't entirely gotten to yet. That's so right. Yep. Sounds worth it to me. <laughs> exactly. I am rereading Harry Potter for like the 20th time in my life. Oh, so congratulations. I don't think that'll make it onto the book club. So.
1: <laughs> my friend was in a Harry Potter book club. It was all adults and they were all rereading it together. <laughs> Your face.
0: I don't know how I feel about that.
1: <laughs> like, mm, not sure.
0: <laughs> I'm a terrible fan. I mean, yeah, sure, I'll reread it like every year,
1: whatever, whatever,
0: but I don't want to discuss it. Gross.
1: Anyway, so that's what I've been doing is having my own book club. Yeah, what girl. have you been up to recently?
0: Um, well, I actually have a couple things because they're both really important, and I want to tell you about it. Okay. The first thing you already know is that it is at the time of recording, at least. Probably not when we publish this episode. <laughs> Sorry, we do our best. There's another disclaimer. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's almost Desai, which is the biggest holiday in Nepal. I think yep. we've discussed it in another episode, so I'm not going to go like super in-depth about it. But basically, it's like, I mean, the hype for it feels akin to Christmas. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Like everybody is buying gifts for their family and all stores pretty much are going to be closed for at least some of the holiday. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a crazy time and I'm in the thick of it right now where I'm like, okay, I got to plan ahead. All right, so the meat store where I get all my meat is going to be closed for a whole freaking week. So I need to store up two kinds of every single meat that they sell by this time, or else I'm just going to shrivel up from lack of protein, something like that. (laughs) And so it is with the rest of my pantry as well. So I've been grocery shopping like every single day. Wow. Um. This is the time of year when all of the new currency bills come out, mm-hmm. too, because mm-hmm. everyone is spending so much money. So, like, you can smell the currency. It has a very specific smell. Like, oh, yeah. somebody is counting money behind you, you turn around, you're like, <laughs> Desai bills. Like, you know instantly. That's amazing. Yeah. It's such a weird time of year. And our gym is going to be closed from this sunday through wednesday so we're like kind of freaking out and it's that (laughs) weird feeling that i think everyone should experience sometime but it's like this is not my holiday
1: yeah
0: i don't i'm just going about my normal life i don't get to take off holiday from the office or anything i have too much work to do so like how i'm supposed to start a new lifting program next week but the (laughs) The gym's going to be closed for four of the days I was going to lift.
1: Forced deload week.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's freaking stressful. <laughs> I mean, most of the time it's fine, but I'm like, I don't feel like I need a rest right
1: now. So yeah. like,
0: what else can I do? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's an odd time.
1: Life is hard being an expat. Life what are you going to
0: do? I'm like storing up for the apocalypse, except it's just <laughs> a week of not going to the grocery store. So, I'm very melodramatic, but oh man. Oh well. Um, The other thing that I feel like I need to tell you, because I don't think I've told you this, is that the huge post office mm-hmm. is a pile of rubble now. What?
1: Like, it's gone?
0: Yeah. It's gone. It's moved somewhere, and I don't know where. Uh, <laughs> how do you find <laughs> out? Well... Yeah, I don't know where it is, but my roommate had glasses that she had shipped from Norway, and she was like, oh, they're never going to get to Nepal. Like, the post office is moving. It's, you know, they're just going to be gone for sure. Like, all those packages are probably just going to get thrown away or something. I don't know what will happen to them. Oh, jeez. And I was like, what? The new post office is, I mean, the post office is gone? And then I drove by it last week. And it's just all rebar sticking out (laughs) of that yellow painted cement. Oh, my gosh. It is so weird. That's crazy. I know. I'm, like, shocked. So I don't really know how to conceptualize that right now.
1: You know the phrase, like, you can never come home again? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't get to say goodbye to the post office. I know. (sighs) I'm traumatized. Okay. Well, please uh, keep us updated on this very big news. That no
0: one cares about except for you. I know.
1: (laughs) I'm the only person who likes going to the post office. Everyone else is traumatized. You are.
0: I'm like, I told people to stop sending stuff because
1: I didn't want to (laughs) go. I'm like, please send me a package. (laughs) I want to visit my friend who works there.
0: (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, I just had to. I just had to tell you this very pressing news. Oh, uh, yeah. Keep you up to date with all the happenings.
1: That is a big deal. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Times they are a in <laughs> Oh, man. Well, sh- should we move on to the meat of our episode, which is yeah. exactly what we said last week?
0: Yeah. Like, we should never use the term meat at all. And now we've used it <laughs> twice in two episodes. What's wrong with us? Um. I'm so sorry. How old are we?
1: Vegetarian and vegan listeners.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to everybody.
1: Yeah, but we just uh, wanted to talk about some things that we've noticed about living in Kathmandu.
0: Yeah, you know, the juiciest flesh of living in Kathmandu. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, you start us off.
1: You might be an expat in Nepal if you're shoe shopping. And you see a shoe you like, but you know, the moment you wear it in Kathmandu, it will instantly die. Yes. (laughs) So you can't buy it. Yes.
0: Or you're in a foreign country and you buy it thinking that you'll always be in that foreign country and you come back to Nepal and your shoe dies instantly.
1: Yep. I've been trying to buy a new pair of shoes because my other ones got stolen and it's so hard, because I don't want something with a white sole, because yeah. it'll get dirty so fast, you know? It's really hard to find something that's good. Or I keep seeing cute suede shoes. Suede does not yeah. succeed no. in you. My sweet suede boots! <laughs> I know. I don't even know why. It's like, they just get too dusty, and then you can't clean them? Or,
0: like, what happens? Why do they die? I don't know. I mean, like, most of my shoes, like... Everybody always has a one of those brushes, the like shoe brushes outside their door.
1: Mm, yeah. You can't
0: do that with suede because you're like rubbing the suede essence right.
1: off. <laughs> essence of suede.
0: <laughs> That's our new um our new uh, big and white perfume coming out.
1: <laughs> essence of suede. Essence of suede. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> this isn't just an expat problem though either i mean no that's true i feel like my nepali friends they just buy like one or two new pairs of shoes and then they die after a year and then they buy new shoes Mm -hmm. like their shoes don't last very long at all nope like our our one friend that we went traveling with she would always like just destroy (laughs) a pair of shoes on every trip (laughs) like without too. funny i know like i'm gonna wear these cute flats oh we have to walk through mud well after six (laughs) hours i best i better give up and ask someone else if i can borrow their shoes
0: oh yeah i know the struggle i really do yeah oh which is maybe why I'm obsessed with shoes now. That's, like, all I want to buy.
1: <laughs> you just, look like, you have this hoarder mentality. A You're little like, bit. need more shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird, though. Like, I feel like we live in a normal city, and yet somehow it just has this magical effect on shoes.
0: Yeah. Although I will say that I bought a new pair of gym shoes, meaning that they only get worn in the gym. They have never been set outside. On the ground mm-hmm. to keep them clean. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have been wearing the same pair of Converses for the last almost six months of going to that gym. Mm-hmm. I wore my new shoes, like I put my new shoes on the ground in the gym. And two of the trainers who I have known for the last six months rush over without <laughs> me saying anything. They rush over independently and they're like, Oh my gosh, you got new shoes. Oh, they look so good. Oh, such a good choice. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so supportive. I love it. Maybe shoes are just a big thing to everybody in Kathmandu we just didn't realize it.
1: Yeah, I think they are. I think they truly are. The best gym. So good.
0: Anyway, shoes. Is. Shoes. Is. What else? You might be an expat in Kathmandu if, oh, here's a good one. Speaking of shoes, you start to enjoy wearing crazy socks with your sandals or flats. And yes, I know everyone's like, ew, that's gross. (laughs) I thought so too until I lived here for two weeks in winter and then suddenly it just, right. I too was enjoying it.
1: Yeah, I know. I feel like it's, It's partly like a fashion thing of like you see other people doing it, so you feel okay with it. But also, it's just, I don't know, there's something about the weather. Like, unless you're going to wear boots every day, you just have to accept you're going to be wearing some wool socks with your little ballet flats.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Although, I did see some foreigners the other day already in this phase of winter, like Mm -hmm. wearing flats with really ridiculously fluffy socks <laughs> and i was like girl slow it down it's freaking october like at least wait till after early.
1: desai <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like the we're not wearing white after labor day rule <laughs> Exactly. Like, excuse me no socks till after desai okay oh, <laughs> oh so well, good. here's another one that i've noticed is also relating to shoes and feet is you just start to feel weird about feet yeah. and shoes in general. Yeah. Even if you didn't before, Mm-mm. like just because in Nepali culture, like feet are, you know, like ritually unclean. You're not supposed to touch people with your feet. You're not supposed to step over things or people or especially food and. You always take your shoes off when you go in the house and stuff. And i that residue is, like, left on me yeah. like in my parents' house. In L.A., people don't take their shoes off in the house. And I, like, immediately take my shoes off when I come home. And they're like, calm down. It's okay. What are you doing? <laughs> or, like, if someone steps over me or touches me with their foot, I'm like, Ugh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Before, I would not have cared at all.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It seems like just a weird cultural thing until you live in Kathmandu and dust becomes the major topic of every single conversation that you have. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ah, yes, there is truth behind these words.
1: Right. Yep, yeah, it's true.
0: You might just live in South Asia in general if you have stepped on a gecko in your house. Um, I knew a lady in India who peed on a gecko accidentally because it was in her (laughs) toilet in the middle of the night. Um, Or if you have just been scared out of your wits because a gecko suddenly like came into your peripheral (laughs) it's
1: a really real part of my life i love geckos they're so cute and they They are bugs for you yeah i haven't noticed geckos as much but i had one when i lived with my host family that was in my room like the whole five months it was my (laughs) little friend but yeah i really noticed them in my current house I wonder why. Yeah. Maybe they just blend in with our crazy colored walls. Maybe so. (laughs) I
0: feel like mine go in seasons. Like there's this one that lives in the cupboard that's in the hall by my the hallway bathroom. Mm -hmm. And he'll like come out onto the rug. And when I go to the toilet, then he like rushes away. And I'm like, hey, (laughs) Like, it just kind of shocks me in the middle of the night. But then I just saw there's a pretty big one that is behind the bookshelf in my room as we speak Mm -hmm. because he just rushed across the frame and I was like (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. But I like them. Yeah. I'm happy about them. Yeah. They're just a big part of my life. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Get off my back.
1: Yeah, here's the one that I was just talking about is when your friend moves to the other side of town, you grieve because you know the friendship is over. yeah like seriously why does going like four kilometers feel like a day-long excursion (laughs) i'm like oh i'm gonna go to like Tamau or techo (laughs) that's outside ring road like i can't we're done here (laughs) like our friend moved to the north side of town like up by the american embassy and i was like well that's it
0: (laughs) and it takes like I mean, if there's bad traffic, it takes a while. But if there's no traffic, then it takes like 20 minutes.
1: I know. (laughs) Not very long. Emotional distance, man. It is so weird, though. It's not a big city, but it's, yeah, things feel far away. I mean, part of it is the traffic for sure, but it's more than that. I
0: don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it definitely takes more mental energy than it would if you were... Just driving in the States or the West or whatever.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because, yeah, we were talking about this in the office the other day about, like, why we can't possibly fathom the idea of commuting. Like, no, I can't even, like, I can't even go to Laban Mall because, I mean, I can, but I'm like, (laughs) oh, Laban, that's kind of far because it involves a hill. You know, that's the only thing that makes it far.
1: Yeah. Well, when you're cycling, definitely like that changes the way that you think about it. But I mean, I have a motorcycle. (laughs) I can drive places, but it still feels far. Yeah.
0: But you don't ever get to like mentally check out though. That's true. Like, you're not going to plug in music or a podcast or something. Yeah. You're going to be fighting for every <laughs> kilometer that you go. All four of them. Yeah.
1: I wonder if Nepalis feel this way, too, or if it's just expats. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Someone tell us. I also had someone, this is kind of related, this is like a weird weather thing about Kathmandu, is that it can be raining in one part of town and not in another. you oh, We so like were yes. all hanging out. And our friend who had moved up to the north side of the city was like, ah, yeah, you guys, I can't come. Like, it's raining really hard. And we were like, okay, excuses. It's not raining at all. Like, the sidewalk was bone dry. We were just like... (laughs) Sure, buddy. Whatever. And then later we found out it actually had been raining super hard on his side of town and it wasn't raining where we were. (laughs) So crazy. Dang. I don't know how that happens. That actually happens in Portland too. And I don't, it must be something about being in a valley or like the way the hilliness of the town is. It's very strange.
0: I don't know. Someone tell us that too. Got any (laughs) meteorologists or some crap like that people <laughs> listening to us shout out to them weather scientists cool. yeah
1: that would be amazing please write in actually
0: <laughs> yeah something else that has changed since I have moved here is now having a motorcycle or a scooter as your only mode of transportation seems like really reasonable and yeah. more than reasonable it's like ooh a family man that's nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh it's not a bicycle look at you fancy pants (laughs) someone's moving forward in life got big (laughs) dreams that's so true oh man seems funny.
0: It really does open up your possibilities, though.
1: Yeah, it's weird, too, how, like, scooters are more practical than motorcycles. (laughs) I feel like in the States, it's like a motorcycle is cool, and a scooter is like, well, okay, you know, (laughs) I don't know if you're trying to be a hipster or what, but you can't only go more than 40 miles an hour, so good luck with that. But I feel like in Kathmandu, it's like, oh, well, if you have a kid, you probably need a scooter (laughs) so you can have them stand between your legs in front of you. (laughs) and then carry stuff home from the store. That's the practical move.
0: And it's also the case that like, you know, in the states you have, I mean, how strong would a motorcycle be?
1: Um, I mean, I'd say they're usually at least 300 cc's probably. Yeah. Up to
0: 1000,
1: <laughs> 1200. And most
0: like little scooters that you would buy, you know, like mine that I had was 49 cc's. Yeah. <laughs> got up to like 33 miles an hour. Yeah, girl. One day. But in Kathmandu, motorcycles and scooters are both like about 150 cc's. That's true. (laughs) Like scooters feel really powerful in comparison.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, here's another thing that I always love and I kind of miss now that we have electricity more, (laughs) but it's when you're in the store and the electricity goes off. And no one even bats an eye. Like no <laughs> one stops shopping, no one stops walking. You just keep going. But people might look at each other and be like, "Ah, oh, but de which means like, the power's off. <laughs> <laughs> the light wind. I don't know why. That's just so delightful to me. It's like a whole country full of people that's just like, yeah, not phased. It's fine. Amazing. Life goes yeah. on. Not not freaking nope.
0: out. <laughs> Unless you were in Bopatini or some, like, big department store, that would be scary, I
1: bet. Maybe, yeah. I guess they have, like, generators and stuff, huh? I never thought about that.
0: I transferred this to the States one time. I was in a Kroger, which is a supermarket, and the lights went out, and I just kept shopping without <laughs> yeah. thinking about it. And everyone else was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, dude, <laughs> calm the freak down. I just got to get to the tomatoes. It's fine. Oh. Drama queens. Um oh yes. This is one of my favorite things that I think about often. So, you might live in Nepal if you ring your bike bell or honk the horn of your motorcycle or car or whatever and have full expectations that the dog who is in front of your wheel will just look at you and move. <laughs> They will yield for you. That's right. You are the bigger vehicle. Yeah. But not in like a, oh, my gosh, uh, eh, I'm going to die kind of way. But they're like, oh, I see you. I acknowledge you. And I acknowledge your power. Thank you, sir. I will be moving about my business now. They know the traffic rules as well as we do. They do. (laughs) You got to be smart if you're going to be a street dog who lives to adulthood. So you got to learn. That's
1: true. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing, though, is you do ring your bell for dogs and you do expect them to move. But for cows, Mm -hmm. they just hang out in the road and no one expects them to move at all. (laughs) Taking a nap. Right on Ring Road, and you're just like, cool, I'll drive
0: around. Don't worry, cow. Yep. <laughs> Chill out. Yep. They will not bat night. It's an incredible thing to see, honestly.
1: <laughs> Love a good street cow. Yeah. You know? I do miss those. Not going to lie. We need more street cows in America.
0: Yeah. I saw a really well-behaved one when I was cycling yesterday. He was walking along the sidewalk like a good pedestrian. <laughs> <laughs> He took up the entire sidewalk, but <laughs> everyone else is like, "Oh, ah! like moving into the streets."
1: <laughs> oh, on the theme of honking, also every time you turn- go around a corner, you feel the need to honk.
0: Yeah, agreed. That's
1: definitely something I did not do until I moved to Nepal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How's that going now that you're in the states? And
1: now I miss it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Portland has pretty narrow streets, and like. So if people are parked on the road and you're trying to pull out, especially if you're trying to turn left, sometimes you just can't see at all if anyone's coming. And I always wish I could just honk and, like, make my presence known. Mm -hmm. But that would be culturally extremely inappropriate because honking here is reserved for, like, when you want to kill someone or something. (laughs) Like, it's only if you're very, very mad are you allowed to honk. That's sad to me. I don't know, man. It feels impractical. I know. I actually, I really miss, because now we have the line coming to you, that you're not supposed to honk as much. Which, okay, noise pollution, whatever. But man, I just love that honking conversation, you know? <laughs> There's so much communication that happens in the honking. So much nuance. That's
0: our single. It's dropping soon. Yes. The hon- That honking conversation. <laughs>
1: But remember we wanted to do uh like the I Love to Laugh song from Mary Poppins. <laughs> yes, uh, I love to hunt. Oh
0: my gosh, that was like the beginning of our friendship.
1: I know, and then they made the rule about no hunting. Yeah, that was like It was so like sad
0: the weekend that we we're like, Yeah, we should totally do that and then like the following week they outlawed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, Oh no. Ah, our clever <laughs> What else are we gonna do with our creative energy? Guess we'll just have to start a
1: podcast. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, speaking of transportation, another thing is that unlike somewhere like America that values efficiency so much that, like, Amazon basically climbs through your bathroom window at 3 a.m. to deliver the (laughs) bathrobe that you want to wear after your shower the next morning, um... (laughs) delivery options here are available, but they tend to actually be more inconvenient than going to the store itself.
1: Yeah, in some ways that's true. It's hard.
0: Like, let me tell you a story. I'm ready. Okay, so one really good thing is that I've started using basically kind of like the Amazon of Nepal. It's called dharaj, which means um, wardrobe. And so it's lots and lots of different vendors, like stores all over Nepal, and you can order it. They're having really good Desai sales right now, so I've been making some more orders than I normally would. And so I placed, I've ordered four things in the last, like, week, but I ordered three things on the same day, because I was like, well, I might as well order three, and then I won't have to, like, keep ordering things for delivery. Mm. And... um. And it's all, like, I think that they do it really, really smoothly. I have nothing to complain about here at all. I should say that. Like, I'm very thankful for it, and it turned out really well. Mm -hmm. But it just kind of cracked me up because it's just just not America. That's all there is to it. (laughs) Like, I mean, they give you the notification. Like, the vendor has, it comes from all different vendors, right? So it's like, oh, the three different vendors have shipped it to our warehouse, and now it's out. It's being shipped, which means that it's out for delivery. Like a guy on a motorbike is bringing it to you. Mm-hmm. And um, two of my things, I ordered the new gym shoes and then a new athletic top. And they got delivered within an hour of each other by two different delivery guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I
0: was like, couldn't you have planned better than this? I don't understand.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then the other thing that got delivered was an inside drying rack that came in the bo- in a box the size of like a match box. And then I had <laughs> me and my two roommates had to assemble it over the last two hours. So I actually just got done doing that. The strength of my bare hands put that thing together.
1: It's exactly like here because that's like getting something at Ikea. Kind of. But my roommates
0: are Norwegian and they said it was harder than Ikea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then getting like two boxes an hour away from each other is also like Amazon because sometimes you order stuff from them and you order five things and they send it to you in four boxes.
0: (laughs) That's true. But Amazon doesn't call you on your cell phone and be like, ma'am, I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'll (laughs) call you again soon. Ma'am. I'm exactly at the delivery spot you told me to go to. And I'm like, cool, I'm coming one minute and then you have to like go outside and yeah. you have to make sure that you have exact cash and yeah if you don't have exact cash then the poor delivery guy has to like get out his own wallet and make change <laughs> for his you
1: personal money really
0: embarrassing <laughs> yeah as like the police officers on the corner like watch you like what's
1: happening <laughs> yeah, what kind of drug deals <sighs> going down over here <laughs> yeah i know well it's all related to that whole weird thing of like we just don't have addresses yeah like there isn't like postal service that comes to your house. Everyone has P.O. boxes or you go pick up packages yep. and you don't have an address.
0: Yeah, we should have had that. I didn't even think about that as being weird. <laughs>
1: but You've been there You might too live long. in Nepal
0: if you have drawn a map to your house for some official purpose. Yes. Like, <laughs> when we opened our bank accounts, <laughs> we had to
1: draw a map going to our house. Yep. I know. Yeah. I can't believe they haven't instituted like a GPS type system yet. Because I know. everyone has smartphones. Yeah.
0: I mean it seems like you could pretty much do a zip code or a postcode anyway. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah.
1: I mean there are there are postal codes in Kathmandu.
0: For like ward numbers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's like a five number zip code. There are? I mean, no one uses it, Man. but yeah. I
0: feel like even like the ward numbers, they're like a closely guarded secret that no one wants to tell you.
1: <laughs> it is true. It's really hard to find out what ward number your house is in. <laughs> oh, it's all a big mystery.
0: But it's like, it's not a big, I mean, yeah. Going back to like the delivery option, it makes me really happy because Nepal is more focused on human connection and relationships and stuff. That's true. So man. I'm like imagining like if Amazon called me and was like ma'am I need to know exactly <laughs> where you will be. Like I, you know we, we're trying to like save time. We have a lot of orders It's to sigh. And I'm like yeah it's this one. And they're like okay is it that or is it like a little bit inside of that area. I'm like no exactly
1: that area yes (laughs) like it it just gets so complicated so and you can get it delivered to your work or your home or there's just so many options it's so flexible it's flexible but only if
0: you can happen to be home at like noon (laughs) that's true it doesn't work very well for foreigners i think because like a nepali household would generally be multiple people like even if it was, you know, if I'm just me, like a single girl, then I would have my, probably my mom, my grandma, maybe an aunt who would be like at the house all the time. That's and true. receive a package. Whereas yeah. me, I'm like, please tell me exactly when you're going to be here because I have a meeting. I have to do a presentation and I really don't want to have to like answer the phone during the presentation
1: and like rush out of the meeting, you right. know, yeah. it just gets yeah. a little
0: complicated for us, right. so...
1: Or like, hey, is anyone at the office? Because if someone's trying to drop off my package, but I'm not there, can you go out and pay for it? Yeah, I definitely didn't do that two days ago. (laughs) I definitely (laughs) did not use that example because I know you did that two days ago.
0: (laughs) But it all was fine. I just had to have that backup plan just in case.
1: What else? Oh, you might be an expat in Nepal if you now have transitioned to feeling completely comfortable touching strangers (laughs) instead of using verbal cues. Yes. Uh, Yeah, this is such like a high context culture. And so... There's just a lot more nonverbal cues, a lot of like nodding at people or, you know, kind of making small gestures that say a lot or just using one word to express a lot of information, (laughs) but also just touching people. Like, I think I actually talked about this a while back, but once I was walking on the sidewalk and I was in this old lady's way and she grabbed my waist and just moved me out of the way. (laughs) I had never seen her before and I never saw her again. And... In the U.S., that would be such an intimate kind of touch that a stranger would never be allowed to do to you. But it was totally fine. Yeah. It was, like, very practical. And we all knew exactly what needed to happen Mm -hmm. in that moment.
0: And it was great. Yeah. I really appreciate that now. And I hope I'm not a complete weirdo when I get back. (laughs) Yeah. To America.
1: You got to watch yourself.
0: (laughs) Because sometimes, I mean... I feel like in the States I would like touch somebody's shoulder lightly or something. Like I mean that's less weird than like dragging your whole body across their back if you're trying <laughs> yeah. to get around them. That's
1: true. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes in a crowd I'll like put my But I wouldn't in like front. grab
0: their waist. That would be weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. What about language? I feel like our language use has changed pretty drastically. Like this okay. We're going to try and do a whole episode about this, but, like, people who are darker or just look Asian in general tend to get confused for Nepalis. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a lot of friends who kind of, you know, have trouble with this. Like, maybe they don't even speak Nepali. Yeah. And we speak Nepali, and we're with them, but the Nepali person... Like looks to the other person and just keeps trying to talk to them. Right, because you—it's really difficult.
1: Like you might be Nepali, then, yeah.
0: Um, and when that happens, I'm always like, "Oh, dude, that sucks!" Like you don't look Nepali at all to me, but I do that sometimes too. Yeah, (laughs) I know. When I like meet somebody and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know if they're Nepali or I think I did this the other day actually. I was at a shop." And the storekeeper wasn't there. And so but there was another like guy there. And so I asked like, oh, is the shopkeeper here? And he kind of like looked at me weird. And then he said he likes, but he's like, oh, I think they went outside. He was like South Asian. Mm -hmm. But I instantly took it as an offense on my part. I was like, I was obviously pretty sensitive that day. (laughs) And I was like, oh. I said it in Nepali. I said it fine. And then he answered me in English. Like, I couldn't freaking understand Nepali. Yeah. And um, And then I thought about it later. And I was like, dude, I don't think he was Nepali. I think he was Indian. <laughs> he probably didn't speak Nepali. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not always about you, white. Yeah.
1: That is so true. <laughs> but yeah,
0: sometimes you just don't know what language to use. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes somebody will speak to you in English, and you find it easier in that situation to use Nepali. Mm-hmm. But then it's just weird. And since we didn't grow up multilingual, we don't necessarily have that same instinct that true multilinguals would have about right. like how to switch between languages. Yeah. So we just, I end up just being like, uh, uh, uh and being really awkward. And maybe I don't even say anything at all. I just end the conversation because <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to interact with them yeah it's
1: so true i know it's really hard to navigate sometimes yeah i don't know what to do about that <laughs> I know. we're doing the best we can we are yeah it can be hard i know it's so and like language choice is so intuitive like you said since we didn't grow up multilingual it can be hard to really know what to do i don't know i mean also we just have to get used to making mistakes or being awkward <laughs> yeah Well, I used the wrong language. Oh, well. (laughs) My favorite is when, like, both people in the conversation are stubbornly trying to use whatever language they want to use, you know? (laughs) Like, I'll start in Nepali, and the person I'm talking to will respond in English, and I'll keep going in Nepali to try to force them (laughs) into Nepali, but then they keep going in English. (laughs) We have this weird game of chicken going on. (laughs) Yes, Here's another one. When you're an expat in Nepal, you might start speaking English with a Nepali accent. <laughs> you might start using British words, yep, even if you're not British. <laughs> yep. Because Nepalis learn British English in school, but they have a lot of American media that they consume. So they don't really have like the British or the Indian English accent so much. They have more of like a Nepali American accent, but then they're still using the British words. Mm-hmm. And it's like this interesting mix. And then I start doing it too. Yeah. Sucks me in.
0: I mean, a lot of the words that we use here are British terms. Like we would say flat instead of apartment. Mm-hmm. Even if you're with all Americans, like I'd always use flat or biscuit mm-hmm. or they're like, but they're specifically contextualized. Cause like, I feel like if I made well, our friend Indy makes some really freaking good baked goods. Mm. If she makes a cookies, then I wouldn't call them a biscuit. Right. Like a yeah. Different category. But yeah, they end up like turning into different terms in your brain. Yeah. Also, speaking of Nepali accents, there are certain words that Nepali's, like, you know, they have Nepaliized them. They've made them into Nepali. Oh, right. But they have to change them to like fit with their um the sounds that they can make
1: within sound system like their phonology
0: so we end up that kind of like changes the synapses of your brain you know like Mm -hmm. connect to different things now (laughs) so it's like a school yeah (laughs)
1: yeah
0: (laughs) so true forever changed
1: see. What else? Oh, here's something that has always cracked me up about living in Nepal is that the highest denomination of bill is worth 10 US dollars. So anything that you do that is a significant amount of money, like if you pay three months rent in advance, or if you buy a motorcycle or something, I mean, it feels like you're getting a suitcase full of cash and taking (laughs) it to a drop off point. (laughs) You just have to have so many bills to equal, you know, not that much money. Like we pay I think our rent is like thirty five thousand a month. So it's like three hundred and fifty US dollars. But when you're paying three months in advance, so think about the number of bills that you need to equal that <laughs> much money. Like you're just like counting stacks and stacks of bills all the time. You feel like
0: a rapper Scrooge or Scrooge McDuck or something. <laughs> yeah, a rapper. Like a drug dealer. Just make yeah, it right, right. I'm like should should I be making a music video? Should I be rolling around on this on my bed? I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. You
1: definitely Especially should. when
0: you get the like really crisp new Desai bills like I was talking oh, about. Oh, yeah.
1: They feel so fancy. Oh, my gosh.
0: They're so smooth.
1: You go to the ATM and it just spits out these perfect bills. You're like, is this counterfeit? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it feels <right>. too clean.
0: <laughs> the next one is that you might not live in Nepal if you wash your hair more than... A couple times a week.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: who are you, Richie Rich, and what kind of time do you have on your hands? That's right. Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) I mean, washing your hair is, like, a big thing. It takes all kinds of time. You're probably not going to blow dry it. Mm -hmm. So you have to sit outside in the sun, combing it, letting it dry. And who has time for that more than, you know, once or twice a week? You can't. No. (laughs) And then in the winter... It's so cold that you don't want to have wet hair ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh, man. That's like my reward for working out. I mean, I work out a lot more than twice a week. But like it used to be when I started really working out or like when I started lifting, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to eat some chocolate on this day. And now I'm like, I can't wait to work out. And then I'm going to wash my hair. It's going to be amazing. It's mostly baby powder right now. I have like I have a lot of hair and it's very straight and very fine and it gets greasy after a couple days. So, yeah, I spend a lot of my life thinking about the next time I'm going to wash my hair. <laughs> But the water is also different here. So, like, your hair will react to getting washed here differently than it would living somewhere where your water is treated. Mm, Yeah, that's very
1: true. Yeah.
0: It's not that we're just, like, disgusting and, like, hell-bent on being kind of disgusting. (laughs) But your hair just, it has it's a harder time getting actually clean in the city
1: water. Yeah. Well, and I feel like if you washed your hair every day, the water, like, wouldn't be good for it. mm -hmm. But it's kind of i mean even now in the states i don't wash my hair very often every three or four days maybe yeah it seems unnecessary i feel like it's better yeah
0: like hair fall shampoos are a huge deal here <laughs> and you're like hair fall what the heck even is that i don't even know
1: i'm still I don't not know if totally sure what that means or what does that mean like you don't want your hair to fall out or does it mean it's trying to keep your hair voluminous?
0: I think it's because your hair is straight falling out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, here's another one that I love so much. Uh, you might be an expat in Kamandu if Sunday is your favorite shopping day. Because everyone else is at work. <laughs> because we've talked about this before, but Nepal only has one day weekends. Saturday is the only day off during the week. But a lot of expats work a five-day work schedule like you would have in other countries so on Sundays all the stores are open and everyone is at work and at school and you can go shopping and be like the only person in the store it's very magical yes
0: it feels glorious. like I love running errands on Sunday
1: yeah it's like oh so special like, I'm not at work and everyone oh, else is ha-
0: <laughs> life hack. <laughs> life
1: hack <laughs> <laughs> move somewhere with one day weekends
0: <laughs> be a foreigner in Nepal <laughs> life hack <laughs> um you might be someone who lives in Kathmandu if you get impatient or frustrated when you don't have 4G on every single super isolated out-of-the-way little village <laughs> in the whole country.
1: Well, and the reason is most villages do have 4G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nepal has the best cell phone coverage. It's amazing. It's way better than America.
0: There's like fiber... Fiber... What do you call that? Fiber? Is it fi- internet. Fiber Internet. Is that what you call it? <laughs> it's not yes. fiber optic, is it? It's just fiber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the oldest and lamest millennial ever (laughs) i know Uh, i'm not representing my generation well (laughs) yeah there's fiber cables internet being placed on a lot of areas of the country actually Mm -hmm. it's really impressive
1: they got it they got their priorities down Mm -hmm. i mean it's a tiny country which makes it easier to get access yeah but the geography
0: is crazy
1: you know it boy okay here's our last one You might be a human living in Nepal if (laughs) you randomly get stuck in the middle of a group of teenagers doing a photo shoot. All the time.
0: (laughs) What? Is that weirdly specific? (laughs) Because it happens to us like every single week. I mean, I've noticed this
1: all around the world. Everywhere I go is more people doing kind of like Instagram photo shoots or whatever. But I do feel like it's more of a thing in Nepal. And not just the teenagers either. No, that's true. Especially if you go to an area that's like a really short hike somewhere, like up to this little tiny hilltop where there's a temple or something. And then there will just be like a group of Nepali tourists taking a thousand photos. And it's hilarious and my favorite thing. But
0: it's not selfies, though. Mm -mm, It's like a full blown photo shoot. Yeah, (laughs) It's only awkward if like it's a group of teenage boys who are like being (laughs) all serious and like doing all these poses. And then I have to like walk by in my gross gym clothes and i'm like please don't be taking pictures of me i don't want to be like printed out and put on your wall please please spare me oh man so good
1: just like sitting on a fountain looking so serious yes
0: oh yeah but on the other hand like i really like it that it's not stigmatized yeah that's true maybe it's less stigmatized in america now that there's like instagram is such a huge thing but I always feel kind of ashamed if I take pictures. I don't know.
1: I judge people real hard when I see them doing it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, it's totally fine. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are or if you're a guy or a girl, like, take as many pictures as you want.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Just not of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, those are just some things that we thought of that we've gotten used to since living in Kathmandu. Do you guys have any exciting things that you feel like have just become a normal part of your life that weren't before
0: you moved to Nepal? Yeah.
1: Let us know. We want to hear from you.
0: Or I really want to know for all of our Nepali listeners who Mm -hmm. are living like in a Badesh like America or the UK or something? Yeah, I want to know the flip side of what we just talked about. Like, tell me how weird it is to be living in America,
1: please. Yes, we would love to hear that. What are all the crazy things you've had to adjust to in like Australia or something? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um, I think it's time for an ad break. And now a
0: word from today's sponsor. Okay, so... I've been hearing about this, like, new sensation sweeping the nation of America. Do you know what I'm talking about,
1: Big? Oh, I know. You're talking about weighted blankets. This is all you talk about.
0: Uh, yeah. Weighted blankets, you guys. Seems like everybody and their dog is posting about their amazing weighted blankets, you know those things cost like 100 or 200 bucks. Don't they know there's a better way? What way is that? Oh, my sweet, sweet little american friends. Allow me to
1: introduce you to the serac. Yes, you're so right. For those of you who have no idea what a serac is, let me give you a little background. A serac is a cotton quilt filled with a very dense cotton batting, popular in South Asia. So they're a handmade staple of basically every Nepali household, especially in areas where the weather gets cold. And they are super versatile. You can use it as a blanket. You can lay it down and sleep on top of it as a mattress, depending on the thickness. And let me tell you, they weigh at least 100 pounds. And
0: actually, this is the perfect season to be talking about Cirox, Because this is also the time of year when the Ciroc fluffers are out on the streets. You don't know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Basically, every year your Ciroc gets flattened out from so much use because it's amazing. And it loses some of its warming properties. So those guys with their special Ciroc fluffing harps, trademark, (laughs) come a-twanging down the street. And then you can run out into the road and they'll come and fluff your Ciroc if you know what I mean.
1: No, but seriously, these are the heaviest friggin' blankets, and I guarantee you that they are way cheaper than the $1 or $200 weighted blankets that your favorite white Instagrammer is talking about. And your humble c is still guaranteed to meet all of your grounding and deep pressure touch needs. Goodbye, anxiety.
0: So if you remember anything from this episode, remember... Don't bother with those expensive American-weighted blankets. Stop by your friendly Sirac making store today and buy a siroc Cirocs, a blanket for you, your family, and all your guests.
1: For more information, visit www.facebook.com slash fiberblankets. No, seriously, this is a real website. Please go to it.
0: Thanks, c Keep us warm. Yeah, thanks for supporting the pod. You weigh us down, but in the best way possible.
1: Exactly. We gotta get that weighted blanket situation going on.
0: <laughs> well, wow, White.
1: Well, that was a good one. It was great talking to you. Great reminiscing about what it's like to live in Kathmandu. It's just making me miss Nepal more and more. I can't wait to come back. Come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, listeners, thanks for listening. You guys are the best. Please write into to us. We love hearing from you.
0: Yeah, thanks for all of the DMs and the Facebook messages and uh, the emails and all that good stuff that you've been sending. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. We really
1: appreciate it. You guys are the
0: best. Keep it up. Um, if you haven't sent us a message and it's because you have no idea how to do that, <laughs> follow us on all of the social media. We are big and white on Instagram, Facebook. Remember to rate our podcast and leave a comment that we'll see on that. Um, Yeah. Big white podcast. At, is it big white podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com? Mm-hmm, sure is. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> you guys, it's only been like 40 episodes at this point. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We don't even know our own email. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But I li- read it, so don't worry. Yeah, we both read it, and then White responds because I'm lazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, should we go?
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna hang up now. So yeah. Yep. Okay, yep. I gotta go to bed. Okay. Okay. okay? Yep. Sleep well. All right. Go eat one. food. Yep. Okay. I will. Great. Yep. Yep. Okay. 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 All right. I'm putting the phone okay. down. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. okay. Bye. All right, okay.
0: Microfiber syrup, you're pro-America, ma, very ruziaco. I don't know what that means, ruziaco. Nyano, nyano, oh, (laughs) nyano. Sorry, anyway.